Hey guys, and welcome to the Wicked Cables podcast. I'm Shanna. I'm Angela. And we are two horror thriller loving friends who have a lot to say. This is our very first episode and we are really excited to start this new venture in our lives. We met while both working for a, a certain bookstore in town and quickly became friends and found out that we were so similar in the books we read and the things we like to watch. We've been friends now for a few years and decided that it was just time to bring our thoughts to the people. The horror and thriller genre is so underrepresented in media and we wanted to talk about it more and maybe see some cool like-minded people in the process. So I know we had kind of talked about this before, but what brought you into the horror genre? I've always kind of liked horror. Uh, I like being scared. I like feeling panicked. Uh, and horror is just one of those things where it's like, you don't have to fit it in any box. It doesn't have a formula specifically. There's so many different varieties of it. Yeah, I like that it can really be anything. It can be something completely outlandish. It can be something based in reality. And there's so many different ways to get scared. And it's so objective. Like what scares one person isn't going to scare somebody else. And exactly. I think that's really a lot of fun too. Um, for me, I have had horrible night terrors, like since I was five years old and like, I swear to you, I dreamt, uh, the devil's rejects before it was even a thing. Like, I I'm think done. I like have a, <laughs> I think I have a mind meld with Rob Zombie or something because I swear I dreamed that before it was a thing anyway. So, um, I, <laughs> I um, started watching kind of like Stephen King and I started reading Stephen King at like a really young age and it kind of always like took that edge off of my anxiety. And so, yeah, I've just always really enjoyed reading it and watching it. And that's where we are. Nice. All right. And we are planning each month to do a movie review, a book review, a book versus a movie comparison and a review for a long form series. We will make sure to share with you guys what we're planning on reading and watching. That way you have a chance to read or watch beforehand. We will also be giving a spoiler-free review first before we give any spoilers later. And I also want to talk about a huge achievement for you, Shanna. You have your first book coming out soon called mm -hmm. Bury a Friend. Please tell us all about it. Thank you. It is a paranormal rom-com. Um, it stars Zach, the main character, who is just a lovable nerd, um, and he falls in love and along the way meets some really terrifying ghosts. And it's a really, really cool book that I wanted to do for a long time. It's a four book series, um, and it's got some really fun things to go with it as well that we will show you all later in the podcast. Um, so um, I'm super excited for you, Shanna, because, you know, I've been kind of along this journey with you as you've started this book. Um, we, yeah, <laughs> um, we, we want to make sure you guys are following us on Instagram because we will be doing a giveaway for Shanna's book and a deluxe swag box to go along with her book. Um, I've read most of the early revisions of this book and it's really phenomenal. So you guys have got to get your hands on this when it comes out. So congratulations, Shanna on your book. And I could not be happier for you. Thank you. Michael.
Today for our introductory episode, we are, of course, it is December, reviewing Krampus. I had never seen this movie, so I was really, really, really excited for this one. That kind of blew my mind because I watch it every year. This is a horror comedy that came out in 2015, currently sitting at a 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. So this was directed by Michael Doherty, who also directed one of my favorite horror movies of all time, Trick or Treat. Um, Yeah, I, again, this, this year was the first year I'd ever watched that. Um, So I'm like obsessed with really anything directed by Michael Doherty. Um, In an interview with Bloody Disgusting in 2015, he describes it as a Christmas family dramedy that gets invaded by a horror movie or a dark fairy tale. And I thought that was such a perfect description of this uh, of this movie, because you really I was like when I first started watching it, I was like, okay, this is hilarious. But what's going to happen? You know, so I I thought that was a perfect uh, description. All right. So first, we're going to give our spoiler free review of this movie. Um, So like I know for me, like I said, this is my first time watching it. Um, I thought it was so funny. Um, So many great um, people like the cast was so great. I love Toni Collette. She's so great. Everything. Oh, my God. Everything. It was so good. Um, So what about you? What are your what are your thoughts on this? I love it. I'll probably save a lot of the points for why I'm rating this so high in the category. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I love that. I love the aspect that it's Krampus. Everybody knows about, at least to some degree, the tale that there's a bad Santa out there. So actually getting to see it. Because I know there's a couple other movies that also touch on it. But this one was just a little more full in its delivery. So mm-hmm. just a whole family stuck in a house. Like the two dynamics of the family, first of all, cracked me up. Yes. And then didn't just one by one getting knocked down was great. But I thought it was kind of like ahead of its time almost as far as like yeah. the kind of the liberal parents and the, yeah. you know, kind of that split of like political views you could, you could it tell is. from the lines. So I thought it was when I looked to see when it came out, I thought it was really ahead of its time as far as like that kind of real split. Was. Yeah. All right, so let's dive into this. If you have not watched this yet, you can pause it here and come back to us after you have watched it because there will definitely be spoilers from here forward. Let's do it. Okay, so the opening of this movie was absolutely hysterical. We both worked in retail. Um, Oh my God. It was like, it can definitely be like this. Like, you know, I have worked in, and I know you've worked in different retail stores as well, not just the bookstore, but you know, I've worked in these big box stores where it's like crazy town at, you know, on black Friday or, you know, um, Christmas shopping. And, you know, I loved that, (laughs) that there's either the people fighting or there's the people that just look miserable. Like there was no in between. No one's happy on that day. And the fact that they did it in slow-mo and the fact that people will watch that and probably be like, oh, that's like once in a, no, that's every day in the trenches of war. 
<laughs> and I love that the security guards are like smiling when they're tasing people like every retail worker's dream, right? <laughs> to be able yeah, to, um, you know, make those customers have some kind of consequence for their behavior. <laughs> I also love that um, that's how we meet Max. Like that's how we first meet yeah. this kid is that in this downright brawl with a classmate. I loved that too. And he's so sweet and he just wants his he family is. to have a nice Christmas, but everybody's so busy. Like, and I, you know, I like that too. Like you always forget, you know, we both have kids and, you know, we kind of forget we're so parents are so kind of um, wrapped up in what Christmas is and what it looks yeah. like. And, you know, so I thought that was really, you know, sort of poignant as well as for the story. And, you know, we, we've talked about this a lot in the last few years, you know, we've tried to shy away from like making it about Christmas, you know, like we're, we're just like family and, you know, that's really what it's about. Um, Oh, (laughs) another thing. I love that the mom saw the pervert Santa in the picture and still hung it up on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. If you've ever had to wrangle, anybody let alone kids for a picture doing holiday I understand that it's going on the wall it's stained we knew that Santa he was fine yeah she's like okay we're all looking forward we're all looking at the camera it's going it's going on the wall (laughs) you know it costs so much money too like you know when you go to those Santa mall Santas you know you're like you know that picture was like They're so sad because when you see like the magic happen is one thing, but then when you see it's like, it's break time, they've got their feet kicked up in the chair and I don't know, like yes. elf helper is tired as hell. It, it breaks the magic. So, um, okay. Then we've got the sister and her family that come to town. Um, they're just right off the bat, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, this is such a mess. I love that they forgot the baby in the car. That line was hilarious. Isn't there uh, another one? <laughs> he says, <laughs> I love that. And they're like, the mom is, huh? Like she forgot. I, yeah, I love that. One too many kids. Oh, then when they're at the dinner table, the cousin drinking the three liter soda. Yeah. Like that whole family is so hilarious. I have family members like this. I don't know if you do. It's but Texas. we all know somebody like that. That's yes, we and I think that was what was so funny, like for me, because we do live in Texas and we all <laughs> we know families like this. I have family members like this. <laughs> this oh, my God, this is just so hilarious. That whole, you know, this poor mom has just slaved over this nice meal and they're like, where is my mac and cheese and hot dogs? I can't. <laughs> I just can't. And Aunt Dorothy, who everybody hates, is there too. Oh my gosh. She's like, you could not, couldn't you have warned me something? It was just, and, and she just wants to be wasted. I love her. She is like, where is the eggnog? I want to get married. <laughs> I love it. Um, then we hear Max's letter to Santa which was just heartbreaking and then there's another really great kid fight 
another one yeah. Yeah. <laughs> breaks out with all the cousins except the boy cousin is not phased he just wants to eat that food he is That's not phased and the funny thing is when i was watching that i made a mental note whoever did the sound for like the sound effects for that fight was insane because all you hear is like crash 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 it's like they're throwing flute glasses around because they're fighting around the table i'm like that's a little ridiculous that sounds like nothing but plates crashing that is a dramatic all, sound yeah it was a little over the top and also like how in the world were those desserts safe from that fight? <laughs> like the whole entire, you know, dining room sounds when you look at it, it isn't a disaster area, but you know, it sounds like the whole thing is just coming down in shreds and she is just still standing there with that dessert. I don't know that that was a little, that scene was a little bizarre to me just because it was like there wasn't any kind of reaction. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? All the sound and chaos, everybody was like just there. And I'm like, okay, well. Yeah. So that was a little bit weird. Like there isn't a lot in this movie that I feel is like, I don't know, like out of place or whatever. But I thought that that scene was kind of like, like I liked the, the kid fight. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. But it was kind of like the resolution from that or the non-resolution in a way just was kind of weird. All right. So he goes to bed mad. Um, he's upset. He rips up his letter to Santa, throws it out the window. And then he wakes up on the 23rd. There's no power. And there is this creepy ass snowman in the front yard. Yeah. Which I freaking love the snowman. The snowmans were so cool. Cause once one popped up, you knew more were coming. So the sister hasn't been able to reach her boyfriend on the phone um so again kind of a strange choice parent choice they let her walk in a blizzard and a power outage uh, <laughs> which seems a little bit like a poor choice to me but you know it is a poor movie there's got to be some way i guess they for had the, to. yeah because it's like given how much they made that into a blizzard because when the you know, the mailman drops off the packages. It just rushes into the house. And I'm like, so what? Yeah. She's going Oh, yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah. So that was kind of weird. Oh, and the line that they give when they see those presents on the porch are just, yeah. that was great. That, that family is hilarious. I love them. Um, okay, so we get our first look here at Krampus on the roof. Um, it's just kind of a silhouette. So that was so creepy to me. I don't know, like I, and I'll go back to this too um, later on, but like when we get him in silhouette, I thought it was so effective. It was perfect. Like, like that hunched over back, but it's still kind of like a Santa like sack. But then you see that it's kind of like not all human. What is that called? That it's almost a phrase, the uncanny valley. When you know something is not, it's creepy because of what you don't see or what doesn't make sense for it. Yes, because we are just getting that silhouette um, and we're getting the sound, that sound of like the A feet or the hooves, you know, we're getting yeah. that. So I thought that was like super effective um, when he starts chasing her and then we're getting that sound of the feet. And then she finds the delivery driver who is like frozen to death in his truck. 
which I also thought was really effective since we'd kind of seen him. I like that we had seen that character before and it wasn't just like a random person. Yeah. Um, okay, she hides under the delivery truck and she's, we think, you know, we think she's unseen by Krampus and then we see this Jack in the Box. I hate Jack in the Boxes, okay? Like, they're so creepy. I have they to say are. this quietly because my kids are going to hear this and then they're going to be forever scared of Jack in the Boxes. <laughs> but, you know, I, that sound, I always love that in horror movies. That sound of either like um, a music box or a Jack in the Box. So again, very effective with the Jack in the Box. And then I like that we don't see it. Yeah, Like you just get a little bit of what's coming out of that Jack in the Box. And then we really don't see what happens. We, I guess, we're supposed to think, I guess, it eats her or it grabs her or something. Um, which we find out later. And I love that. Also, why don't people just listen to grandmas in horror movies? I'm saying, because she could have told y'all at the beginning, didn't she? Like, you know, they always know what's up. She knew what was up. She could have been a little more forthcoming, a little sooner, maybe, perhaps. <laughs> but, you know, people people should listen to the grandmas. So then they decide to go look for Beth. Um, the dad, uh, Tommy and Uncle Howard, decide to go look for Beth. He has this great line. Uncle Howard says, global warming my ass. And I literally know people. We Okay, this is Texas, right? That is a legitimate texas line people like you know anytime it gets cold that is the line yes. like okay that's not how it works but okay <laughs> i i just i laughed just so hard at that because i could just hear people you know people that i know that say that every time um uh, I, like I just really the friendship is starting with them too me too and i because they are so different and but you can tell even though they're so different and there is that like sort of animosity between them they still like know you know they're still family and I think yeah. that that's I love that about this too that you know it doesn't matter that they're so different they're family and they're going to stick together and I love that so back home Aunt Linda and the mom um, have sort of a great moment reminiscing about their mom and their childhood um, which we don't really get a lot of that, but you can tell like they've lost their mom, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, they probably had a really, it sounds like they really had a good childhood. Um, and at this point is when we start to hear noises on the roof there at, at the house. Um, so it cuts, it does a lot of cutting back and forth here, which I guess is okay. I don't typically like that mm -hmm. in movies but I guess here it was okay because everybody's kind of really spread out yeah. um but I felt like almost it kind of takes you out of that moment like if you're getting really creeped out in one in yeah. one location and then it like switches to another one um so we go back to Derek's house which is the boyfriend um and there's like the blizzard is inside the house and we have a creepy gingerbread bread man who's stuck to the fridge with a knife, but there's no people anywhere. Um, they see 
They do see, however, a giant hoof print in the snow. So, and the uncle has another really great line about hunting there, which I thought was like so perfect. I also like the one thing I really liked about this one is that it was like a true horror comedy because there was never any moment where even when something really scary was happening, yeah, it was still funny. Like they still yeah. were able to make it funny. And I really, I really liked that too. And that's a hard balance to keep sometimes. I think so too, but I think it has a lot to do with casting, like especially yeah. with this movie in particular, like I don't think any line could have been delivered and not been funny. You know what I mean? Cause they're like just their line delivery and their facial expressions at times were so funny. It was like, I don't really know if this was meant to be funny, but I was laughing anyway. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> um, then we hear Beth screaming in the distance and then uncle Howard, they start going to the scream and uncle Howard gets sucked into the snow um, by something that we can't see that was so scary that was like yeah. I thought that was a good like jump scare moment because you know it's the first time we see that happen um Tommy shoots whatever it is in the snow and saves Howard um and then okay so this part was weird they go back to the truck and the truck has been like firebombed or something <laughs> it's all <squirted. laughs> like, what did that okay. and how did it do it and why yeah, did it was, do it I was like what what has happened because like we don't hear any kind of explosion yeah. you know we don't see any kind of like blaze or anything they just go back and it's you know firebombed i think we both agreed that the special effects department was like go ham we got it yes even if <laughs> even if it makes <laughs> no sense whatsoever um yeah we're gonna just we're gonna you want you want to have a blown up truck okay False let's to the just, walls. let's go let's just add it in here uh, okay so they make it back to the house and they decide to keep what is going on from everyone which again i thought was kind of a weird choice because they're all kind of stuck in this one room yeah. um so it was kind of which i mean i guess it's good for the plot you know to kind yeah. of be like oh let's keep it a secret um <clears throat> The grandma says to make sure you keep the fireplace hot and the son, I think, I think the dad is kind of like, okay, something is going on here. You know, I think he knows his mom and she's not saying what's going on. And that was kind of annoying too, because, you know, she, she kind of, you know, she had all these chances to kind of be like, <laughs> I think, I think there might be something going on here um oh aunt debbie takes the kids into or what is her name dorothy aunt dorothy takes the kids into the kitchen and shows them how to make peppermint schnapps and right, then and then lets them all try it yeah <laughs> i loved that and they're like so happy those three kids are like that's the their best part of their life or something that was so funny um they the mom wants to go, I think her name is Sarah. The mom, Sarah wants to go and find the daughter. She is me. She is like, um, no, we are going to find our daughter yeah. no matter what. Um, oh, Aunt Linda has a great line. Nothing bad will happen on Christmas. I loved that. I thought that was a really great line, which we all know. thinking about it, it's kind of like a foreshadow in a way. 
Oh, for sure. You know, it's all about to go to shit. Okay. Cause when you hear that, you're just like, Oh, there we go. Well, even you can think of it like a foreshadow to the ending too, when you think about it. Cause I, I oh. always forget the ending until I see it. And then I'm like, Oh shit, that's what happens. Yeah. So I really, uh, uh, we'll talk about the ending when we get there, because I really liked that whole thing that they did there. Yeah. Howard says, thanks for saving me, Tommy. <laughs> And I'm really sorry for thinking you were a spineless dick all these years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love that line, especially because when they went hunting the first time, he, he gave him his wife's gun. He's like, this is a heavy gun. He's like, yes, and he wife. holds it like this. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do with this? I loved it. But I love that when he says that line, he's so sincere. He like means it. So like from the bottom of his heart, he's like, <laughs> I really mean it. Um. So they're all hunkered down in the living room with blankets and warm clothes, which gave me total flashbacks to, you know, our Texas winter polar vortex yeah. situation we had. Oh, that really does. Like just layer, layer, layer. Yes. That was, yes. I don't even, no, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> like so. so then I decided, and I told my husband this, I said that, so now we know that it wasn't the power grid that was a problem for Texas. It was just Krampus. He just came to visit. He was just late. <laughs> he just, <laughs> he was just a couple of months late. Real, real late. <laughs> but that's what it was. That's why it made no sense. Cause it was, you know, <laughs> it was, it was just Krampus. Okay. So everybody falls asleep. And of course the fire goes out and we get our first look at these creepy gingerbread men, which I thought, I thought those were so great. I loved those. Um, the chunky boy cousin, I don't know his name. He wakes up. <laughs> <laughs> he wakes up and of course he really wants that cookie because I mean, of course, if a cookie is dangling from the fireplace, you're like, hey, I want to eat that. So <laughs> I love that the cookie is like, ow. He, he takes a bite of that cookie and he's like, that cookie is like, that was so rude. And then they wrap him up with the chains, pull him up the, the fireplace. Um, why, but it just cracked me up because I was like, oh, wow, they're really going there. This was such a funny scene. Like, you know, it was such good, like comedy, like physical comedy. Yeah. You know, you've got the boy going up the chimney, the mom kicks the log, the fireplace. I mean, the the log sets the Christmas tree on fire. Like, it was so chaotic and, like, physically funny, yeah. even though it's something horrible happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just laughed so hard. And then, again, was like, I, I don't know if I should be laughing at this, but I'm going to because it was funny. Which was the sentiment for the entire movie for me. Yes. And at this point, then Grandma Omi decides, now, now this would maybe be a good time. <laughs> this is perfect time. You know what? Someone got sucked up a chimney. Let me let people know. Yeah. You know, guys, I'm starting to think maybe I should tell you guys something. So she tells this horrible story about how Krampus took her whole family and left her behind uh, to remember what happens when you lose hope and Christmas spirit and all that, which I'll come back to that, too. And I'll come back to that too. Um, so Howard decides to go find the boy. Oh, I have his name here. Howie. The boys, the chunky boy cousin's name is Howie. <laughs> Howie. 
and is greeted by more creepy snowmen and then also like some creatures hiding around behind them which i thought at this point was really where it kind of took a turn and got like more creepy like it got more sinister and less like it was still funny the rest of the movie but i thought it definitely took a sinister turn right at this point Aunt Linda decides to go and try and salvage some of the gifts because they're all, um, you know, from the fire and she starts shaking one of the boxes and she hears, you guessed it, a jack in the box. And then this is another part where we're we're like cutting back and forth to a lot of different things happening. This whole like section was so, again, so chaotic because there was so much stuff happening. You've got um, the two girls, the two girl cousins, Jordan and Stevie, they go upstairs and they think they hear Beth in the attic, um, but it's not Beth, y'all. And I'm just trying <laughs> to tell you, this for me was the creepiest because of what they look like. This for me was the creepiest. The Oh, the toys? Yes. Yes. Um, so mom and Linda and Tommy, they all head up in the attic after they hear screaming uh, while Uncle Uncle Howard heads to the kitchen where he hears a ruckus in the kitchen. Oh, before he goes in the kitchen, by the way, he tells the dog she's worthless because <laughs> the dog is scared. This bulldog, which is like the most adorable dog, is just like, um, no, I'm not going to go in there. You can forget that. So they go into the attic. We, we jump back to the attic where we get this scary jack-in-the-box that is eating one of the girls. And it's not just scary. It has this crazy expanding jaw that is just, like, scary. Which okay? cracked me up. I, th- that wasn't my, that was my first reaction because I was like, oh, my God, this child is being swallowed whole. They went there. But then you see the expression on the jack-in-the-box, <laughs> and I just lost it because you're like, Oh my God, this is so creepy. And then this Jack in the Box is just like, what? Yes, I'm eating this girl. What? (laughs) And all of this is going on. There's still stuff happening in the attic. But Uncle Howard is being attacked by gingerbread men who are shooting a nail gun. Where did they get this nail gun? It was just hanging out in the kitchen. I I don't know. Maybe they got it from the attic. this was so weird. I was like, where did they get this nail gun? Um, how do they know how to shoot a nail gun? They're gingerbread <laughs> men. <laughs> but it's okay because he is eventually saved by his dog that he called worthless. And now yeah, I bet he, called worthless. he really regrets that. I hope he does. Uh, then we go back into the attic where we get more scary Christmas friends. This angel shanna this angel with the tongue yeah i'm just like what by far the craziest is happening (laughs) okay and then we'll go back to the tongue because this was kind of like a (laughs) like there's more there's more creepy tongues in this movie later which okay let's move on from the from the creepy tongues um there's this teddy bear i thought the teddy bear was super creepy and the robot. I had totally forgotten about the robot because I, I actually robot. watched this twice. Um, <clears throat> and I had totally forgotten about that robot with the knives or whatever. 
And then Aunt Linda again is me and goes crazy on this bear. She is just like stabbing it in the eye, you know, to get to her kids. She is me. Okay. So then they get one of the daughters is gone. They can't get her. And then they get the other one. I think the one they save is Stevie. So Stevie is saved. They go downstairs. They're like trying to regroup or whatever. And then we get this big reunion as the angel, the bear, and the jack in the box all come to the living room. Then there's these elves. I don't know where these elves come from. They just come in the front door. Uh, they take Aunt but Dorothy. They're, like, they're weird. I think that was the thing. I was like really interested in them because they weren't like elves like you would think. They were like, like shrouded in like trash and like dark and fabrics and things. And I was like, where did they come from? Yeah, that was also, I don't know. That was another thing that was just, and we had kind of seen them earlier a little bit, like with when they were kind of creeping around um, by the snowmen, but I thought they were kind of like, yeah, I kind of felt like where, what is happening? Like, I felt like, <laughs> like, what am I trying to say? I felt like aesthetically, they aesthetically. Looked, they look like they belonged in a different movie or something. Yeah, I got very labyrinth vibes. I want to say. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That me too. That is like whimsical, but not Christmassy. That's exactly it. They were like forest elves instead of <laughs> <Yes>. like Christmas <laughs> elves. Yes, yes. Okay, then they're like probably feeling really stupid that they messed with this family because this family is just like. It goes ham on all yes on all of these things then the elves here oh and they take the baby who again yes. we've like haven't seen anything of this everybody has forgotten this baby again <laughs> <laughs> so the elves are kind of like okay then we'll just take this baby if y'all don't want her then we hear like this howl outside and all the elves leave okay then they make this plan to try and make to this snowplow after they hear a loud thud on the roof, but the grandma decides to stay and face Krampus. So this is where we get our first real good look at Krampus. He is creepy. Again, we've got a creepy tongue situation. Correct. Um, but I don't know that there was a big payoff there. Like... I wanted him I to be scarier, but I felt like it was on par with the rest of like the toys, with the creepiness of right. the toys. I thought it was on par. I thought it matched. Okay. But I don't, I so in this scene, I thought it was really creepy. Yeah. So like this scene in particular, I thought it was okay. At this point I was like, okay, well that's a pretty good payoff. He's really creepy. Tongues really creep me out. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. So it's like fingers, it's fingers <laughs> for me. Like how long, like elongated they are and all of that. That's why I loved like when he opened his sack, I was like, yes. Yes. And, she, and he's just got a whole bag of demon toys. Just all <laughs> kinds of stuff happening in there. Um, and then that's the last we see of her. Uh, they try and get to the snowplow. And as they get to the snowplow, Tommy, then Aunt Linda, and then the mom are all sucked into the snow. Um, we don't really see by what. We just see them kind of tunneling away. Uh, Max tries to get the snowplow started. Oh, 
And with another great line, there are so many great lines in this um, movie. Max says, I don't even know how to drive stick. We have a hybrid. I like, <laughs> laughed so hard at that. I thought there were so many great lines in this movie like that. That just cracked me up. That were so on the nose. Yes. And again, you know, you're, you're like, you're all ramped up. Like you're scared and you're like, you know, maybe not scared, but you know, you're like your adrenaline's pumping. And then it's just like, they hit you with a funny line. And I thought that yeah. was, that was so good. Um, then the elves come and take Stevie leaving Max to face Krampus. Um, and he's like, you know, I forget it. I, I don't want, I don't want this anymore. I want my family back. Um, I thought this ending was kind of rushed in a way. Cause he's like, I take back my wish. I want my family back. And then the earth just opens up into a volcano. (laughs) (laughs) Which, (laughs) like, again, where is, is this what happened to the truck? Like, is this why the truck was firebombed earlier? What, you know, was there like lava involved? That was weird. I'm going to, I'm going to save the comment I have for the rating. Cause I do have a, I do have a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like, Krampus is like, takes his tear. Max is crying. And you're like, oh, he's gonna, he's gonna, you know, like the Grinch, he's gonna make his heart grow. No, they just yeah. throw him right on in there. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that, him in there. That image right there, I think is especially where you mean the payoff didn't pay off because it was like, it was real Jim Henson animatronic vibe where they could have gone in more CGI made him look a little bit more. I agree. Like his, his face wasn't moving. His face was static. Like the makeup was real static. So there was no, like, um, there was no emotion on the face or like, I mean, his mouth was just open. Like it was like, he couldn't close his mouth. Yes, there was, this is what I was talking about where there was like, in this scene, there was, it was like, it it almost took away from the scene we had earlier with the grandma where it was creepy because like now when I, when I think about it back in my head, this is the scene I think of. And I'm like, meh. I knew exactly what you were talking about when you were saying that. Cause when you see her with the grandma, when you see him with the grandma, it's very, very cool. But then at the end, when you get to see the full look of it, like oh that's anticlimactic i think Mm. it would have almost been better if they would have shrouded his face in darkness and then had like little red eyes something where it was like i'd rather have the more unknown than like giving me all of that detail and it's like that's too much detail where i can see the flaw i agree because then you're it's up to your own imagination to like what is under the hood yeah so like i agree with that too i felt like that maybe yeah it could have maybe been left to imagination and maybe would have been a better payoff in a way um, okay, so then we cut to Max waking up from what we think is a nightmare on Christmas morning, and he goes downstairs to like this picture perfect Christmas. Um, but then plot twist, Max opens his present and it's the Krampus Bell. Um, then we get a voiceover of some of the best lines, which I thought was really great how they kind of went back and you're getting yeah. like the line that Aunt Linda says um, about nothing bad happens on Christmas. Then it pans out. I love when there's a good pan out on yeah. a movie. So I love that you pan out and you just see that they're really trapped in the snow globe. 
with thousands of other snow globes. And then we get a final jump scare from all of the creepy toys, which I thought was really great. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's the end of the movie. Um, which I thought it was a good ending. I like how it was I like- I love that ending. Really kind of campy in a way. So I really liked that. All right. So now let's go to our ratings. All right. So first we're going to do the kills. Yeah. So uh, how many axes, one through five, you give this for kills? I gave this a four for kills because again, you have to go with the genre and what you're looking at for the kills. This wasn't a slasher. So I wasn't assuming it was going to be lots of blood and gore. So for what it was, I really liked this. The only thing that like oh didn't quite hit right is that it was like they almost didn't they had so many people where they didn't time them correct it was like you lose a third of the people all in one scene instead of spreading it out like the scenes where people were lost it was super creative like someone got swallowed whole someone got Mm -hmm. pulled up a chimney but then everybody else it was just like we don't really know what to do so let's rush this into one big kill so i totally went the other direction with this i gave this a one for kills <laughs> total other direction with this i gave it a one um just because we really don't see anything like yeah it's all in no. your imagination um i mean and technically are they still alive in the snow globe see that's another thing who died yeah so okay i'm i'm lowering mine i'm lowering mine you're right because i i went back and forth i literally went from one into the other because i was like well but uh i i'm going with like a two i don't know if you need to add your scores together but yeah i'm going with a two all right so that gives us for kills average that gives us a one and a half yeah what about scares what did you give this for scares a 2.5 okay yeah i was about the same i gave it a three generous a generous three um because there were quite a few jump scares which i thought were really yeah. good um the for toys me, the and attic the- really carried it <laughs> yeah uh, yeah definitely um and again like we kind of talked about krampus himself was kind of a letdown for me i think i probably would have rated it higher if he would have been scarier since you know the movie's all about krampus yeah. um so yeah, I gave it a two. I gave it a three also. You said two and a half? Yeah. Okay, so for scares, our average is 2.75 in the scare department. My bad. All right, so what about story for you? Five. Five, five. And let me tell you why. Yes, because let me no hear. What else? I just, my whole thing, I feel, especially with rating is that if it was entertaining, that's the biggest thing to me. If I was thoroughly entertained sure. by it, you can put anything in a movie. Like that movie, Teeth, it's insane, but yeah. thoroughly enjoyable. And I love the family dynamics. I love like the two different families. Like you have the rich uptight family versus the not rich and not uptight family. Like even when they come in, it's like their truck is so big that it's shaking the house. And like they come in with that casserole of Cheetos and love. I just loved it. I love the storyline. I loved when the grandmother tells her story. They use a completely different medium to do it where it's like a it's almost like animated. Oh, I loved that. 
if anytime there's mixed media in a movie, I'm a sucker for it. And uh, yeah, I like that. It was kind of like a Tim Burton-y feel of like, yeah. um, like claymation or something. I thought that was so, I'm glad you brought that up. I thought that was so effective for the story it was telling. Like, I loved how it was all in like grayscale. I loved that. And I gave it a four um, for the story because I, I had a lot of fun. I thought this was so fun. Um, a great take on like a twisted fairy tale sort of situation, which I love a good twisted fairy tale. Okay. Exactly. I love that. Um, so yeah, I gave it a four, which puts us at a average of four and a half for story. Okay. So overall for overall average, that gives us, <laughs> this is the worst number gives us a 2.9. <laughs> All right, so um, overall, that puts us at a 2.9 for Krampus. For our range chart, we are definitely going to keep a running tab. Uh, we will average in all of the ones that we get. That way, it kind of met, goes with the metric for it. That way, you get to kind of see the comparison of other movies. I really like that idea because sometimes when you see movies, your views on the next one after that will change based off the other things. Like, did something do it better or worse? I really, really love doing ratings like that. And I think this way we'll get kind of an accurate sort of overall rating, I think, if we are like rating them all on the same things. Correct. I Especially because people have preferences to certain genres and things. Sure. Like I'm a huge slasher fan. I'm like, yeah, I love slashers and they always tend to um, like rate high for me, like in the kill department, but then sometimes they have like no story. So I yeah. think... I think it'll be a fun way to, an accurate way to kind of average them all out. All right, so that's it. That's our first episode. What do you think? How do you feel? I really enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I knew, I of course was nervous going in, but of course for me, I felt like given how well we just end up talking about things, that was what would matter to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we can talk about anything forever. So yeah. I think that... <laughs> Uh, I think it went good and I'm excited to I'm excited to do this with you Shanna oh thank you I'm excited to do it so do you want to talk about where they can find us yes all right guys you can find us on Instagram and TikTok uh Instagram is at wicked cables and on Twitter at wicked underscore cables you can also buy us a cup of coffee at www.buymeacoffee.com slash wicked cables dot um, make sure that you stay tuned for our giveaway and check in with us on friday for my special compass cocktail just in time for christmas eve i'm excited for that cocktail girl i love a good Thank cocktail you. alcohol um oh the other thing is that we are currently uh you can search for us on spotify and Apple Podcasts. so that is also really exciting that was like the coolest thing to be able to search and find us I thought that yeah. was so cool I was like geeking geeking over myself a little bit I'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> um okay so we will be back next week with a very special interview with Catherine Benstead who is the creator of Hear Us Scream the Voices of Horror which is a collection of personal essays from horror lovers all over the world that beautifully show how horror has changed their lives I have read a little bit of this um already and it's just I think it's so perfect for what we're doing and for sort of 
the community we're trying to build for us. And so I'm really excited to talk to her. For sure. All right. uh, Till next time, I am Shanna. I'm Angela, and this has been the Wicked Cable's very first podcast.